Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Up everyone and welcome back to the program. There's been some confusion surrounding the traffic stops that were performed on Brian Koberger and his father while they were in Indiana. Now we're getting more information about those traffic stops. They certainly make a lot more sense. We're hearing now that the FBI actually requested that the police officers in Indiana perform these stops so that they can get a better look at Brian Kohlberger's hands. Now, that's a pretty shrewd bit of police work there, if you're asking me. Instead of tipping them off by having the FBI come up and pull them over or question them or whatever, they have the local police do it under the auspices of it being a regular traffic stop. And that's why, when we look back on it now with context, we understand there were no traffic citations issued. Remember we were talking about that a little bit? I was wondering why they wouldn't issue any traffic citations or how these stops couldn't be notated in a computer so somebody can go back and say, oh yeah, here they are, they were stopped at such and such a place. Well, it makes sense now because the FBI was involved the state police and the county police, they were just playing coy. They wanted to make sure that they played their part and they played it well. That way the FBI could get the information that they needed without Koberger being made aware. And the whole entire genesis is they were looking at his hands to see, obviously, if he had any wounds, any marks, any scars, anything of that nature that they could say, hey, look, this wound is new and this wound was probably acquired while committing these murders. That's what they're looking to do. So this was a pretty decent piece of police work by the FBI here to keep things under wraps still so that they still had surprise on their side. And that's crucial if you're going to be raiding somebody's house, right? You don't want them to know, especially if they're a dangerous murderer. You don't know what they're capable of. So keeping things on the hush and coming in by surprise is always the preferred method for the FBI. And collecting data in this manner, certainly something they do all the time as well. Look, the FBI is always up to something. And if you're somebody that's on their radar, you better believe they're going to compile all the evidence. They're going to do everything that they possibly can do to bring you down. And we see that here. They certainly were working in coordination with the local law enforcement, as well as with Moscow PD to not only get this video footage, but to surveil these guys, Brian and his dad, all the way across the country. So we're talking about a vast operation with a lot of moving parts that most certainly required a whole lot of coordination. 
So today we have an article from the New York Post talking about this and how it all came to fruition. So let's dive into this article and let's see what Yaren Steinbuch has for us. Headline, FBI asked police to pull Brian Koberger over to get images of his hands. The FBI reportedly tracked accused Idaho killer Brian Koberger and his father as they drove from Washington State University to Pennsylvania and asked Indiana cops to pull him over to secure images of his hands. A law enforcement source told Fox News that an FBI surveillance team had its eye on the pair during their cross-country drive last month when they were stopped twice for following too closely. So the feds, they asked the Indiana State Police to help them out. And the Indiana State Police, obviously, they get behind Brian Koberger after getting the license plate from the FBI. They get behind him, pull him over under the pretense of him following too closely. And then from there, they go about collecting the intelligence that they need to continue on with their investigation into if Brian Kohlberger was the man responsible for murdering these college students. The feds had asked Indiana State Police to pull the white Hyundai Elantra over on December 15th because they were seeking video images of the murder suspect, including his hands, the source told the outlet. And there was probably no other way that they could get close to him to get this sort of footage without tipping him off. And that's the last thing you want to do is tip off somebody like Brian Kohlberger, who you're trying to bring to justice. You know where he's at already. You know where he's going. So the police and the investigators, the last thing they want to do is tip him off to the fact that they're on to him. They don't want him to run. They don't want it to become some sort of fugitive situation where he might hurt somebody else or where, where they might not have eyes on him anymore. So this was all part of a well-thought-out, well-planned operation. At that time, authorities were still building the case against Koberger, 28, who was arrested at his parents' home in Albrightsville, Pennsylvania, and charged with four counts of murder. Police pulled him over twice in quick succession on I-70 in Hancock County, outside of Indianapolis, for following too closely, officials said. So while he was in Pullman, while he was in Moscow, the police didn't have enough for a probable cause. So they had to follow him across country and continue to build their case. And when they finally got to the point where they had that probable cause, they drew the warrant in Idaho, but they carried it out in Pennsylvania. But it took them time to get that probable cause. And we were all talking about previous to this, if they had anybody in their crosshairs. And I honestly didn't think that they did. I thought they might have had some people of interest at first, but had crossed them all off. But they had Brian Koberger in their crosshairs for quite some time. The problem was they didn't have enough probable cause to swoop in and make an arrest. So that took some time. But eventually, after roughly six weeks of investigations, the police say they have their guy. In both encounters, the officers let Koberger and his father, Michael Koberger, 67, drive off with a verbal warning. And that is to be expected. If it's part of a bigger operation, they're not going to issue a citation here. For what purpose? They weren't even pulling them over on a real pretense. Now, of course, the cop can say, well, I saw you following too closely. And what, as a driver, what are you going to say to that, right? Oh, okay, great. Give me my ticket. But no ticket was issued in either of these encounters. And obviously now 
that we have hindsight to guide us, there was a reason for that. And that reason was it was part of the larger investigation trying to find probable cause on Brian Koberger so that they can enact an arrest. Trying to get Newly released body camera footage of one of the traffic stops shows the pair looking jumpy as they discussed a shooting at Koberger's University with an officer from the Hancock County Sheriff's Office. So you're talking about this shooting up there, but no mention of the Idaho murders, huh? That's convenient. Earlier that day, a SWAT team had killed a man near Washington State University Pullman where Koberger had just finished his first semester as a Ph.D. student after he threatened to murder his roommates. Not Koberger, but the man in Pullman. And when that was happening, there was a lot of social media buzz wondering if perhaps this was the man who was responsible for the murders in Moscow. Considering there was a SWAT team there, tactical, people were trying to piece it together. But it turned out it was just a dude who had some kind of altercation with his roommate and, well, threatened to murder them. But Brian Koberger's father on the drive across country when they got pulled over on this body camera footage was talking about that with the police officer. And that's a bit ironic considering who he's sitting next to and what his son is alleged to have done. The incident was unrelated to the University of Idaho murders. Koberger was arrested Friday in the shocking November 13th crime in Moscow, Idaho, where Ethan Chapin, Zana Kernodal, Kaylee Gonsalves, and Madison Mogan were stabbed to death. On Tuesday, Koberger appeared in Pennsylvania court where he agreed to be extradited to Idaho. He arrived back in Idaho late Wednesday and is expected to appear in court on Thursday. So hopefully we'll get a look at those charging documents today at some point and I'll pour through them and maybe we'll just read them as they are right here on the podcast. More details about the case are expected to be released following his Idaho court appearance, after which prosecutors can make his probable cause affidavit public per local law. Koberger's extradition attorney has said he plans to plead not guilty and his family have urged the public not to prejudge the suspect. Well, look, everybody is innocent until proven guilty. Everyone has the presumption of innocence, right? But when you start working your way through these cases and you start looking at evidence and you start looking at certain things that are being revealed, well, you start to get an idea one way or the other who you're dealing with and if they're guilty or not. And right now we don't have enough evidence for me to jump on board and say, oh yeah, this dude's definitely guilty. But there's a lot of circumstantial evidence that's pointing directly at Brian Koberger. Now, circumstantial evidence is one thing, It's going to be up to the investigators and the prosecutors to turn that circumstantial evidence into evidence that could be submitted into the court and used by the prosecutors to help get the prosecution that they're looking for. All right, folks. Well, that's going to do it for this one. If you'd like to contact me, you can do that at bobbycapucci at protonmail.com. That's B-O-B-B-Y-C-A-P-U-C-C-I at protonmail.com. You can also find me on Twitter at B-O-B-B-Y underscore C-A-P-U-C-C-I. The link that I discussed can be found in the description box.